Don't forget your lunch. I made you a special surprise for your first day. Chocolate chip cookies shaped like Mickey Mouse? You'll find out at lunch. Got a boogie. Knock them dead. I'm pretty sure they already are. Well, it's always good to double check. <laughs> oh. Have fun. Well, we're here to talk Rob Zombie. And I, when we think Rob Zombie, we think of A House of a Thousand Corpses, The Devil's Rejects, Lords of Salem, Halloween 1, sadly Halloween 2, and uh, what is it, 31 Clowns? Yeah, remember that something last like one that. Was. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen it. Um, yeah, whenever but, I think of Rob Zombie, I immediately think of a Sherry Moon Zombie because she's in all those fucking films. <laughs> yeah, Talk about you know what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, uh, for the role she's in with him, mm-hmm. she gets away with it. Mm-hmm. But if she she does not get away with it in this. <laughs> uh, we are talking the monsters now. When Rob Zombie signed on board. God love Rob Zombie. Let, let me tell you about Zombie here. I love Rob Zombie. Um, not necessarily his films. I love his music. I love White Zombie and Rob and and Hellbilly Deluxe and Hellbilly Deluxe 2 are fucking great albums. I love them to death. Uh, the song Dragula is my favorite song, which mm-hmm. is an homage, which is pays tribute to the Monsters vehicle, I believe it's called. Yes. Dragula. And just good, fun monster rock. That's that's how I describe Rob Zombie, and he just has this flair for catchy little to- catchy tunes and catchy riffs, um, and I've always liked him. Always, and even during interviews, he's pretty seems pretty down to earth guy. House of a Thousand Corpses was really good. Devil's Rejects is better. Halloween I wasn't a fan of, but I really respected him as a director. And then it kind of he fell from grace from there. I think. Uh, I quite yeah. I think for me, my favorite film of his would be House of a Thousand Corpses. Yeah, uh, that probably. Uh, I think. Well, I think. Oh wait, that was it. Three from Hell was the three. The, the part, three part, from Hell. Yes. Was it was horrific, horrible film, and it was supposed to be the ending of uh, the trilogy. Um, yeah. The trilogy, one and two are. Very good. That one is just horrid. But he wanted to pull it back, and he want. I know he wanted to do a Groucho Marx bio one because he's a big Marx Brothers fan. But listen, the reason I'm telling you this is because I know Rob Zombie is love for the monsters. I know he just adores it, and it shows in this film. So when I was watching it, I am having a tough time not giving this a pass. I'm on the fence here. Because I know the man directing it, and I know his love for it, and I can see exactly what he was trying to do. Um, sadly, Universal said, "Nope, here you go, Netflix." Yeah, and I can respect that. It's been There's very no, badly reviewed as well. Yeah, this was not going to make a major release, but let's dive into it, and we're just going to see. This is going to be like <laughs> stop our mama shoot. It's just going to be one big rant, <laughs> but. This is 300 times better than Stop Boring Mama Shoot. Yeah, I would agree with that. So, let's talk about... Did I say talk? Like I'm from New York? Talk. <laughs> we got Sherry Moon Zabi, Jeff Daniel Phillips, Daniel Robeck, Richard Brake, Jorge Garcia, 
Sylvester McCoy, Elvira herself. Can I just stop you there a wee second briefly? Um, Kieran, what is Sylvester McCoy's most famous role? Oh, fuck me. Here we go. I'm just going to end this podcast now. If you say Doctor <laughs> Who, I'm going to shoot you in the face. He played the Doctor himself, the seventh Doctor, for three oh years in the God. 1980s. Oh, good God. He was Doctor Who. He is Doctor yes, Who still. Did. Sylvester McCoy. Oh. Well, it's great to see his career's really taken off. <laughs> well, yeah, well, he went to Hollywood, but, uh, you know, um, he was in the Hobbit films as well. He played Radagast the Brown. But I've always liked Sylvester McCoy. And okay. I would say as well, whenever he, and this is connected, trust me, whenever he played the Seventh Doctor, he there was a lot of physical comedy and he was very wacky and stuff. And Sylvester McCoy does that great. And he does it great in this film as well. No, he doesn't. Don't. He does, no, okay. He does Here's it better the, than the no, rest of the cast. Oh, no, no, like no. I knew. He's the worst character in it. And I knew. I you know best. what? You know what? No, you, know, you know what? You know what? You're only saying that because he was a doctor. I'm really not a promise you. Yes, you are. There's no fucking way. You, I it promise was you. horrible. He's much better than Sherry Moon Zombie in her oh, role. fuck. A dead body is better than Sherry Moon Zombie. <laughs> but... Uh, he's better oh, no. than and this is it's a, this is a really weird film to, to review and I'll tell you why I'm torn. Um, and, and I like, just said that. Yes, I'm agreeing with you. Um, because I I now, right, first of all first of all I but first of all say that while I I have watched the, mon- the the original series of the monsters and there was also uh, a 1990s reboot um, called the monsters today or something. I remember watching it. I was never a huge fan. I, I sort of respected it or what it was. It was. It's obviously very similar to the Adams family, uh, very sixties and groovy and all that sort of thing. Uh, but uh, while I wasn't a huge fan, it certainly had its. But my mum loved it. My mum was a fan of it, and um, I, I was never big into it. But I, 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 so I liked it. You know what I mean. However, um, despite this film's flaws, and it has flaws, believe it or not, um, it's sort of it's very it's like a it's like watching a live action cartoon, and it's very much in the sort of tone i believe again i'm not a hardcore fan of the original series so maybe maybe i'm incorrect um uh, but the, the impression i got was that it, it's that he captured the tone and the sort of general madcap mayhem of the original series yes and no um when i, when I was talking about the cast before i was really interrupted by a fucking doctor who nut job man <laughs> over here i have to admit it, these guys all played psychopaths in all of his films, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And Jeff Daniels Phillips nails Herman Monster, with mm-hmm. the, with the, especially with the laugh. But Daniel Roebuck, Count, is spot on. Yeah, he sounds just like him. But who steals the show? By far, by far, is Thomas, uh, I think it's Boykin. He plays the Wolfman. Yes. By far the funniest part of the film. Anytime he's on it. Um, what did you think this, of the guy who plays the like Frankenstein creator? The Richard doc- Brake. Yeah. That's Richard Brake. He plays Dr. Wolfgang. He's a bit of a top, wasn't he? Yeah, but Pommy. he's used to playing psychopaths, so he's yeah. probably not used to it. I think he should but stick that, to playing psychopaths. <laughs> here, 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 here's what does not work for the film. The jokes. Yeah, I know. And I'll tell you why. But this is where I'm, I'm on the gray area. Because what Zombie was trying to do was retell the monsters. Mm-hmm. It's an origin so, story as well. Yes. But what he was trying to do was keep it in the vein of the monsters. Yes. So he was going to keep the humor the same as the monsters. But that's fine, and I respect him for trying that. 
but the humor back then won't translate well to today. I bang on, I agree with you. So he should have did a happy medium. Updated it, updated it to a certain extent. Do you know what th- you know what this film needed? Mm-hmm. Guess what it needed? What? Screen <laughs> a screenwriter. Yeah. Yeah. No, I and I'm not. I, I and I don't mean to be disrespectful to Zombie, but the, it's comedy's the not jokes. his forte. And yeah. so, some of the jokes um, that that are used in this are older than fucking me. Um, you needed. You needed. You know who you needed? And I thought about this. You needed Michael McDowell to write this, or somebody like Seth um, McFarlane. No, but guess what? No, let me. Yeah, Michael McDowell. Mm-hmm. He wrote Beetlejuice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you should have got somebody like I got uh, Dana Olson came to mind, mm-hmm. who did the Burbs. Yeah, you needed somebody who could mix old school with new school quite well. Comedy is not Rob Zombie's forte. Yes, you said that. Yeah, I know, but I'm just underlining. <laughs> it. I am underlining it. I am underlining it. I'm just underlining to, it to, to make just a point. Yeah, yeah. God love him. I mean, I want <laughs> he, you know. I, I, oh, it's too fucking God, colorful as well. Like, was there blinded? Well, he he was pissed. He wanted to shoot in black and white. Yeah. Now here's here's the first thing that hurts the film. I have nothing but respect for Sherry Moon Zombie. I have nothing respect for, but nothing but respect for their loyalty to each mm-hmm. other. But she is horrible in this film. You get away with it in The Devil's Rejects in the House of a Thousand Corpses <laughs> because she's playing a nut job. Yeah. Anyone can play Zany crazy, but. Her in this role, it becomes tiresome. It is embarrassing. I, I sort of it was weird because at sort of first it was sort of it was a bit cheesy, like the original series was, and it was a bit silly and stuff. You know her performance, um, and I sort of got used to it, but it, it does become tiresome. You know, uh, I look. I have to be honest. Um, I'm a bit of a comedy snob, and I think I laughed about twice during the entirety of this film, which is meant to be a comedy. It, the first, it, it felt like it was for children. The, do you know who could have directed this and done a massively great job? Mm-hmm. And I can't, Nula, if you ever, if you listen to this podcast, Nula, she loves Elvira. Yes, well, that was a perfect take on Elvira. Because well, what Elvira, Elvira the, well, no, I know, but what Elvira movie did mm-hmm. yes. was it took the fifties mm-hmm. field and it brought the nineties edge to the fifties. Yeah. And so it was playing on that. They could ironic. have done that if with If it had this. been ironic. Yes, they could have. And what the fuck were they thinking? This movie is an hour and like 49 minutes. Yeah, yeah. They spent 25 minutes in L.A. That's it. Yeah, I know. The whole the whole point of the monsters, mm-hmm. it's a fish out of water story. Yeah, I know. Like, and the funniest part of this film, and it's quite good, is the last 25 minutes of this film yeah. where you meet Elvira and the neighbors. It's quite funny. I have to admit, I enjoyed it. But that was it. And then it ends. It just ends. Yeah, I think the monsters that you were mentioning, the, the fish out of water, it's basically, um, it was basically like, like a horror spoof version of the Beverly Hillbillies, you know? Um, um, but the, yeah, you only get, we only get, it's just like tagged on at the end. Yeah, and then, it's almost as if they were setting up sequels. Then Eddie oh, Monster's not on it. Where, where the fuck's Eddie Monster? I know they only got married, um, Lily and Herman, and this, but I wanted fucking Eddie Monster. No, no, we don't need any more right now. <laughs> I mean, his. Let's talk. So, <laughs> they could have had I, James Corden play him, just to really go fucking do like super annoying and shit. And you know, they, they, <laughs> he looks like I'm, a man as well. <laughs> how could he be on the set 
and think this was, I think I think the Albany was this was a disaster. Mm. I honestly do. I don't see a lot of press for it. And when they put out the trailer, people yeah. were like, "Is this is this real?" <laughs> they thought well, this is a joke, right? Like a fan film or something. Yeah. Well, it is a fan um, film ultimately. Yeah, you know, yeah. and that's why I'm kind of trying to go with. Okay, so I watched this fucking three times. I sort of got fuck. <laughs> that's pr- well. Check yeah. this out. So I'm Fair watching the second. I'm watching the second time barely. Mm-hmm. I'm drunk at this point. <laughs> but you know what his his world his Transylvania world reminded me of? Yes. I'm gonna I'm gonna date myself on this one. It reminded me of the afterlife scene or the afterlife room in Beetlejuice. Yeah. That, yeah. And it reminded me of a movie called Little Monsters. Yes. And it also reminded me of a movie called Monkey Bone mm-hmm. with Brendan Fraser. What, what I, was all with all the fucking neon lights and stuff it was doing? It was it was like Blade. There was a touch. It was almost like a spoof of Blade Runner as well, you know, with all the neon. And it was weird because at first I was like, what the fuck is this? And then um, eventually I was sort of got used to it. But by the end, it was just what did I just watch? Was that a cartoon? Did I just watch a live action cartoon? This is this is demented. It's all over the place. The plot um, is a convoluted mess. Well, I, the neon signs I kind of enjoyed, and the reason I say that is because a lot of them were relating to his music. But the shoot of the shoot of went gothic, you know, hammer hammer horror style. I well, think. I know, but I think because he had Living Dead Girls, the strip club. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was funny, but he has a song called uh Living Dead Girl. Right, I didn't know that. And then yeah. he's got um Jekyll Java Jekyll, I like the backing singers got, for a Herman. You know the ghouls? Yeah, yeah. And then you had, you know, the raunchy raven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, that stuff I do. But you have to look for it. Yeah. Um, and all that and nonsense. This is not going to get an yeah. Trust me, this won't get a second viewing from most people. Uh, yeah, yeah, I watched it once. And so the, the this, my views on it are, are based on one viewing. Um, um, but yeah, it was just a bit. It, it, was, it was a sensory overload between the. I mean, obviously the original was in, the series was in black and white. This this is like not just in color. This was in like full on, like right in your face color. Yeah, I mean um, it was it was it was bright. Especially yeah, with it gave me a fucking sore head, and it was it was just it, it was a sensory overload of shit jokes that like your fucking die or you like you know, some fucking eccentric <laughs> uncle you have used to tell you, um you know, <laughs> I did <laughs> like I did like Christmas did cracker like, jokes uh, essentially you know, uh, I did like I did like Orlock. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but when, that was when he's possible, showing, I suppose. But he's showing kids. His, 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 she's showing, you know, he's like, I'm going to show you my, my uh, picture of my kids. And she's like, oh, God. <laughs> and it's his pet rats. Yeah, that's right. Oh, come on. That was funny. Yeah. I like the uh, makeup my, of Warlock. I'll say that. Uh, oh, the makeup for the, the the creature with the black cocoon was horrible. Yeah. I mean, that was basically, I mean, I'd do a better a job by just going to the fucking, you know, like the local Halloween shop in town and putting on a mask, you know? Uh, it's look. It's very silly. It's very, and I think as far as I'm going to remember, the original series was always usually about Herman getting into wacky adventures. Anyway, um, so credit to Zombie for you know um, basically keeping in the spirit of the original series to a certain. Well, extent. that's that's what he that's what I said in the beginning. He was trying to do that, and mm-hmm. I kind of respect him for not wanting to sell it out. Yes, but unfortunately, his 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 love for it. Is what's killing it. He's not a comedy writer. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> yeah, you need somebody else on board here because he's got complete control here. Yeah, he, um, he needed to fucking yeah. There's a bit of maybe ego there where he says, "Well, nobody knows more about the monsters than me, so I'm the perfect man to write and direct this." Maybe direct. Um, not the, the script's a mess. The the, the plot uh, for the I first mean, fucking half an hour, forty five minutes. I 
didn't know what the fuck was going on. Or and where, when the count the count gets up and he's got the bad back because he always did he always oh, had a yeah, bad back in the, in the, <laughs> and your 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 fa- your favorite actor of all time yeah Igor comes up and he goes uh, can you help me with my back and he makes a joke uh, I'll get your vertebrae so straight my great aunt Helga's like my great aunt Helga's knickers yeah um, what the fuck does that even mean it, it, yeah it doesn't even work as a joke. Um, yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> but that's that is that is the jokes here. I mean, yeah. but, oh my but God. when I said about Sylvester McCoy, I think more of the physical comedy performance that he has been well known uh-huh. for. Like from you said, the he's the Who greatest days. thing ever. I mean, the guy's a juggler. Um, you know, he did. He would have done all these wacky stunts and all, and very much physical comedy and and Doctor Who, and that sort of translates here. He does, he no, does it a doesn't. bit of it here. I would not be surprised, and this is deadly serious. If oh Zombie was a fan of the original Doctor Who series, I know that uh, the reason Peter Jackson cast Sylvester McCoy as Radicast the Brown in the Hobbit films was because he was a huge fan of a classic, you know, series Doctor Who. But um, so I wouldn't be surprised if it was the same thing with Zombie. But for me, it's physical comedy sort of works for me. But the actual written jokes were, I mean, I've heard better jokes in Christmas crackers. I really have. <laughs> you know, you know it. The the plot is. They get duped by this gypsy woman and the wolfman. Actually, <laughs> I don't believe I'm saying this. Gypsy woman. there, anyways, they lose everything and they have to. They're going to turn their house into a casino, mm-hmm. so it forces them to move to L.A. <laughs> that this movie should have been all in L.A. It would have been. I I was laughing. Yeah. There was they. I, I do like the scene where they're being welcomed to the neighborhood. It's Halloween. Yes, and they go out. And everyone's dressed up in great costumes, and yeah. they're in there obviously. Day to day, where <laughs> they think they're born so, costumes. Yeah, so they think they're everyone's fitting fitting in. He gets a job offer. Yeah, he's like, oh, excited the next day. Let's go, all right. And he walks out the door, and everyone's back to the fifties normality. Yeah, you know, and they're horrified. And they're human. <laughs> and he says, "Oh my God, what happened to him?" Mm-hmm. And they're just sitting there on the couch, just all quiet. It's a funny moment. Yeah, that could have been the film. Yes. Yeah. You, the first twenty five minutes could have been them losing their property. Mm-hmm. Done. The rest in L.A. Yeah, it's so much. To and that work is a well, uh, that is a well tried and tested sort of gimmick of, of a plot. But you know what? The reason that it, it is sort of an old and tried and tested gimmick is because it works. So they should have done it. What? I don't get it. <laughs> you spent most of the budget on these sets that are just going nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't understand it. And what's with the fucking band he plays in? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah it's 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 yeah it's it's just, it was just on a, I, I felt like it was the the target audience here was seven-year-old boys you know that's just <laughs> yeah um I, I, seven-year-old me would have fucking loved this um i don't think i would have i <laughs> i i mean like i mentioned it uh, actually let's just talk about beetlejuice <laughs> well yeah well much better film <laughs> we should do it i've done that I know, no, no, not yet, not yet, mm-hmm. not yet. Mm-hmm. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but this was just—I don't know. The, um, yeah, it was, I, I didn't know what way to take it. It was just like, what's happening here to me? <laughs> what is this overload of color and loudness and and rubbish jokes that, that I'm being you know sort of um, smacked yeah. up the face with? It, it's, it's. I just, I, I, I just felt that. They could have had better cameos. Yeah, they well, could have. They Patrick could have. Patrick only plays a, a flipping the voice of the Tin oh, Man. I, I don't care about double cameos. I mean, they're not really cameos, really. Yeah. I mean, he had 
he even in the credits put Leave It to Beaver, all the guys from mm-hmm. Abba Costello in it because he has black and white. They're watching TV. Yes. It's Leave It to Beaver. And again, homage to his favorite shows, which I'm fine with. And that's why I was on the fence with this because I, I appreciate his love for it. You want to stay with, with the, but the source material. at the same ma- time, it has With been. the source material. But the problem is, is as we're talking about it, I fucking hate it more. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, this, this is the thing because it's one thing having a love for something and that coming across and it's a delicate balance, but... This comes across as then self-indulgent, where it's just about Rob Zombie's love for the monsters. And, yeah. And not yeah. trying to actually tell a good story and a funny story, you know, with this type of film. Um, so it does, it's self-indulgent then. The, uh, the, pro- the problem is when you, the, when you do a remake, and if you do it somewhat right, mm-hmm. it wants people to go see the source material. Yeah. So if someone does Fright Night remake, which was quite good with Colin Farrell, the newer generation are going to want to go see the original one with Chris Sarandon. Mm-hmm. That's cool with me. If it, if it brings new life to the original, mm-hmm. I'm okay with the remake. Yeah. This hurt. This will hurt the monsters. <laughs> well, I'd just like to say as well, I, I don't really rate the Fright Night remake. Um, just to, uh, but, uh, yeah, I know I, I get your point. This will not um, draw audiences in droves to the original series of the monsters. In fact, if I had never seen an episode of the monsters before and I just watched this, I would be avoiding it like the fucking plague. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Again, Shamu Zombie. Oh my god. Yeah, it's just that see that sort of wacky sort of she's trying to channel Elvira type thing and that sort of wacky thing. Was it Avon Avon de Carlo? Avon de Carlo played the original. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that whole sort of type of performance, you know there's a certain skill to that, even though, uh, you know, the, the likes of Yvonne to Carlo and stuff made it look easy. Um, but, the, you know, when not not anyone can just walk into those types of roles. Yeah, there's a certain, you know, comedy in general is, in my opinion anyway, the hardest of the creative arts to master. And yeah. They, and they it's actually about- make work. Um, so you can't, nobody can just walk into um, the, these types of roles and make, it takes a real high level of comedic talent and skill Rob uh, but, well, Zombie. But I, I do think the guy played Herman and the woman. Oh, he, he had, was good. Yeah. But the problem is... I'm talking is, about Sherry Moon. Yeah, exactly. But what Devon Carlo had, and most comedians have, and there's one thing that works and you have to have it. It's called timing. Exactly. And you can tell when she's playing it. She's playing it like a robot almost. Yeah. And when she she's moving, she's almost moving like... um, uh, What's her name? Not Elvira, but the one... She, she was in Ed Vampira. Wood. Vampira. Yeah. And so what she's trying to do this, but it wasn't smooth. No. It was like she was waiting for their answers. For the she's like being yeah. fed the lines or it yeah. didn't come off as a comedic Like it actress. was an auto prompt or something. Yeah. No, it wasn't natural at all. And see, to be honest, um, for the like for Rob and Sherry Moon Zombie, stick to fucking extreme horror you know St- stick to what you're what you know and they're good at you know oh man it just sucks it's nice, don't I, get me wrong it's good to step outside your comfort zone and try new things but yeah this was you, know, you watched it the, three times yeah me yeah yeah well the first one was a chore yeah. no actually so, well, the, first, the first one was a chore I, the, no, what was it when uh, I got to the third well the first time I watched it my mom, I don't remember it mm-hmm. because my jaw was dropped, <laughs> and I was trying to think: Is this real? Is this a joke? Right? Yeah, it's yeah. And then the second time, I had a couple beers, mm-hmm. 
And I'm like, okay, this is not bad. It could be worse. I don't need his so, volume to get through it again. <laughs> and then the third time, I kind of forward it as I'm taking notes and stuff to yeah. what I want to talk about. Um, um, that was the best viewing. <laughs> yeah. I'm going I'm to draw a really weird comparison here. Of, of Well, it's not, not, a, not a comparison, but just, um, right, you know, we're, we're in jokes uh, and we're, we're, a, we're a film um, overall can be an in joke in, in and of itself. There's a film by Tom Green called Freddy Get Fingered. Oh, jeez, that's the horrible film. But right, my take on that is, while it is pretty mental, to say the very least, uh, my take on that is, knowing sort of Tom Green as a comedian and stuff, the joke is on the viewer. It's like the greatest pr- pr- f- film practical joke ever played. He like intentionally went out to make like the shittest film ever. Whenever the Razzies... Um, he, he was nominated for multiple Razzies. He turned up and accepted the awards and made this um, crazy, like emotional speech, thanking them and stuff. So it was like the joke is on the viewer. But with this, it's like it's it's different. This is where it's 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 like it's not even knowing and it's not even you know clever. It's bad, but it's not like it's not intentionally bad. He was trying to make a funny film here, zombie. On like in my opinion, Green was taking the piss. You know, I he, I guarantee you, this guest there all the Razzies. Yeah, I would imagine it would be up there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's going to get it. Mm-hmm. Um, it. Which is sad because, like I said, some of the performances are quite good. Mm-hmm. And I think the actors were let down. Mm-hmm. Um, besides uh, Brake, who usually plays serial killers and stuff, he looked kind of... He was too hummy for me. Yeah, Dr. Wolfgang. Yeah, it was way too um, Then you had Jorge Garcia who played his partner who was... That's a guy from uh, Lost. Yeah, Delivery was dead. Dead yeah. man, yeah. pardon the pun again. It um, was, it, I don't know, it was a bit too self-indulgent, ultimately. And Also, the edits were horrible. Mm, you yeah. would be in one time frame, and then you're three years later, Yeah, and now they're singing karaoke. Oh, that they're... Sonny and Sure thing was cringeworthy oh, as well. Oh, my God. Yeah. And that looked, that looked very, you were saying about um, Sherry Moon Zombie doing it, that looked very... Stiff. It was a very stiff. I know she's fucking on dead, like, but come on. Um, it was a very stiff performance, you know. You know, leave it to Sherry Moon Zombie to play a dead girl and still can't get it right. <laughs> yeah, she was too stiff even for a dead girl. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah. No. Uh, I I don't know where to go with this one, guys. This is going to be our shortest podcast, unfortunately. Yeah. You know, I was hoping that talking about it when we talk about, about these films and you're on the fence, I was rooting for a zombie on this and. And I and I was hoping you would see something different that would motivate me to go. Okay, it's not as bad as we all think, but at the end of the day, he fucked this up. The script's horrible. The committee timing's way off. Mm-hmm. Sherry Moon Zombie should not be in this. This should have taken place in L.A. for the entire film, if not most of it. I mean, I so many misses. He should have mixed old school, new school. Was killed it. You needed better writers, comedic writers like the guys I mentioned in the beginning. Yeah. You would have had something, but they rushed this out. Universal gave up on it halfway through it. You could tell. Yeah. And Netflix says, "All right, we'll buy it for a pound." <laughs> and and you know, if if you're made, you're being made by a major studio, especially Universal and Universal people, they own the monster franchise. I mean, I'm talking Dracula. I'm talking Wolfman, yeah. Creature from the Black Lagoon, from Universal monsters. They own all this shit, mm-hmm. and for them just to pan it off, <laughs> give it to Netflix. Yeah, that's a pretty big. It's yeah. I think um, possibly at the beginning, zombies' um, intentions. I'm, I'm pr- quite very possibly right through his intentions 
were noble and he wanted of course a they proper homage to the original series. Yes. But ultimately, he just didn't pull it off and he went way too far outside his comfort zone, i.e. into the world of comedy. And that is... Not everybody can do comedy. It is, you know, it is, so, it is something that really um, requires extreme talent in that field. But also, like you say, timing, you know, there's also so many facets. And you can't just hire your wife to play the lead role and just think that anyone can pull that role off. Um, it doesn't work like that. And people, viewers, um, aren't stupid. One name when it, one name would have made this a blockbuster gold. One name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tim Burton. Yeah. Tim Burton could have, uh, would have been better pulling something like this off. But also, um, like, like we discussed... Um, a proper comedy screenwriter. Yeah. Yeah, with a proven track record. Well, at the end of the day, this what is what it is. It's a misfire. Um, if you're a seven-year-old boy, you'll love it. I don't know if you would, to be honest <laughs> with you. I mean, I didn't get the jokes at all. Well, this is the thing. Seven-year-old boys won't get, probably won't get the, the references and all the jokes to the original series. So, yeah. Remember in or- when Orlock was trying to de- de- bed? Yeah. Lily. And the yeah. bed lily, and it's if the coffins are rocking, don't come a knocking. <laughs> <laughs> but these are see all these jokes that were used, even whenever um, Herman Monster's doing a stand up routine, you know, all this here. They're, they're as old as flipping, you know, the original series. And That's my point. That's what did, doesn't work. He was trying to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did, no, but I mean, the jokes themselves, in and of themselves, were just like really old recycled jokes. There was nothing new in terms of comedy here. Yeah, yeah, I know. But <laughs> you know what, Rob? Back to horror. Us, back to yeah, serious, I mean, extreme horror for you. Yeah, you need to take a breather <laughs> and just relax. Your movies don't cost a lot to make, so you're not in the, you're not you know yeah. you're not screwed yet. Just relax. Let's get us back to some <laughs> kind of creepy serial killer movie or something. <laughs> I know. Starring your wife, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, but. It sucks because you know I I like them both. They mm-hmm. seem pretty cool. Uh, yeah, I definitely love to go out and have a beer with them. They'd yeah, be so obviously fun. I have nothing against them personally, but it, they, this was um, they didn't pull it off. Yeah, and the score and the soundtrack sucked. I wanted Rob Zombie to have some good tunes. Mm-hmm. The soundtrack shit. Yeah, and I was wanting a lot more. Um, I love I like sixties music, so you know it was set in the sixties, so they could have really sort of you know had a real sort of. 60s soundtrack backdrop as well. well he, more. He's into that Beats Party Monster kind of vibe, which well, that, he does. That, that, that's, yeah, that can be fun um, as well. But, you know, the only thing we've got of, of really any note, you know, regarding 60s music was that um, terrible rendition of Sonny and Sure. I got oh, you, babe. God. I got, okay. Let's <laughs> end it with that one. Hey, we're at the 30 minute mark. We did it. Yeah, that's it. Yay! <laughs> Talk about padded. <laughs> oh, my God. And end scene. Yeah. Which I wish. Two words that Rob Zombie should have used <laughs> yeah. religiously on this film. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Let's call it a should have said. <laughs> this is not a good way to start Halloween month out. All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us in this one. Uh, you can reach out to us at Citizen Frame underscore podcast on, on Instagram and, of course, Facebook as usual. Thanks Give for tuning in, guys. Yeah, give us a shout if you want to listen to something different. Uh, if you have something, or you, if you actually like this film, let us know. Yeah. Dying to know why. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's how we got for you. We're going to wrap this one up. Have a good one. <laughs>